Um, thank you, Speaker. I rise today to speak also on Bill C-51, and I'd like to thank Senator Gold for stirring this bill in the Senate. I'm going to focus my comments on a very narrow section of the bill, uh, and this is changes to the no-fly list, and I'm delighted that Senator Osakis and I can agree on this one point, uh, because this is an urgent matter, and you may have read uh, in the news yesterday or today that the no-fly parents group was on the Hill yesterday, on their Hill Day, and we're meeting with people in both houses to underline the urgency of their request, and I would like to add my voice to theirs. The no-fly list has been around since 2007, when it was first enacted as part of the Passenger Protection Program in 2015 under C-51. It was expanded to create, um, to enable the establishment of the no-fly list of, of persons. The list included those whom the minister had reasonable grounds to suspect for on, on two reasons. First, those who engage or attempt to engage in an act that would threaten transportation security, and two, those who travel by air to commit certain terrorism offenses. The minister, upon the identification of such individuals, could direct air carriers to take specific, reasonable, and necessary action to prevent a listed person from engaging in the suspected activity, including denying tra transportation to the person or screening a person before they enter the boarding area. So colleagues, so far, I think this is all reasonable and necessary. As Senator Osakas has said, we need to protect national security uh, for Canadians. We need to protect ourselves uh, from people who are looking to harm us and others. And we need to be vigorous and alert uh, on this matter. But, as always, another law, and I will call this the law of unintended consequences, kicks in. Ordinary people get caught up in an unintended manner, and they find themselves in a spider's web almost that it is impossible to escape from. And in this case, they get caught up in the list because they happen to share a common name with someone else who has been identified as a threat to safety and is therefore on the list. Common names like Adam Ahmad, Bill Graham, David Matthews, David Smith, Muhammad Ali are all thought to be on the list, and some of these names will resonate with you because they're former parliamentarians. These names generate false positives, and all of a sudden, you will find yourself on the list. The list is also opaque and shrouded in secrecy. The list only contains the most basic information about the individual. No other identifiers, such as a social insurance number, a passport number, are recognized. You only find out you're on the list once you try and board a plane or a cruise ship. Imagine the consternation when you find out that you, your child, or in fact even your newborn baby are on the list. My meeting with the no-fly list kids was a true eye-opener. I met with two parents of the same child, one who is an active member of the Canadian Air Force and the other a retired forces member, and I can't share their name with you, but I can tell you that they, are, they have ordinary Canadian names. They told me that their son shares 
the name with someone on the list. Their son is not an adult, but a young toddler. And the first time they were stopped at the airport, their son was in a stroller. And certainly, everybody could see, the airlines, the CBSA officers, everyone can see that this toddler is not a terrorist, but the law is the law, and they must follow the process. So what does that mean? They can't check in online, so they have to be at the airport well in advance of any flight. If they don't, they may miss it because they will be stopped and questioned rigorously. Since they can't check in online, they often don't get to sit together in the plane. They are stopped, they are questioned, they have to line up for secondary security to be cleared for travel. They are flagged, and it is no, no wonder that they feel unduly stigmatized and leery of travel. And even if they manage to get clearance to fly the one time, the same ugly situation rears its head the next. So they fear traveling to other countries because they know, they don't know if they can get there, and even worse, they don't know if they can get back. This has generated, obviously, a great deal of anxiety for the parents. The delegation from the no-fly kids list also told me about the very real impacts being on the list has on the children outside of family trips and family vacations. Their ability to participate in team sport events like soccer or hockey are limited when the teams have to cross the border to compete. And of course, this extends to academic exchanges, music, culture, youth leadership opportunities, etc. And all because of a name. The no-fly list kids was formed by Suleiman Khan. Suleiman's son, Adam, has been flagged since he was a newborn, since his name, Adam Khan, is a pretty common name. On a trip to Mexico, they almost didn't make it back to Canada. They had their passports confiscated with no explanation and almost missed their flight home. In 2015, they traveled to the NHL Winter Classic in Massachusetts. That was going to be a great trip for the family. At the airport, their son was flagged again. And this time, Suleiman tweeted out the picture, and the story went viral. And he was contacted by hundreds of families in the same situation. And so the no-fly kids parent list was born. The group has grown to over 200 families. But there may be as many as 100,000 people that are affected. As children age, simple delays may well turn into outright detention. What if the person is falsely identified in a country that doesn't share our values and processes? And it's not just kids, but of course it's adults as well. And I'll give you a, a, a story from an adult. Scott Evans is a digital technology leader and works with companies such as Microsoft and the Toronto Star in Kijiji. And he travels all the time and was, he was shocked to find out that he was a listed traveler. And as someone who travels tens of thousands of miles a year for business, ease of travel is essential for success in business. Curiously, if a Canadian is on the American no-fly list, they have the ability to apply to the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and there is a program called the Traveler Redress Inquiry Program. And he did that and he was taken off the US list. But he was not taken off the Canada list because we don't have such a process. Bill C-59 provides a simple 
and pretty straightforward solution to deal with this problem. It maintains the no-fly list, but it creates a new system to deal with false positives and provides a better remedy for people to get their names off the list. It authorizes the minister to include more identifiers, such as middle name and, uh, and other identifiers that will be determined in regulation. And this just makes common sense. The minister will be able to issue a unique identifying number to travelers when checking in for a flight. This will allow airlines to screen them in a unique way once they arrive at the airport. So both objectives are met. Catch and contain those who pose a risk to security, but not those who are accidentally impacted. The minister will be also be able to inform a parent or a guardian that their child is not, is not a listed person. Currently, the minister has no authority to disclose that information. C-59 adjusts the procedure for a listed person to request to be removed from the list. If the minister does not make a decision within the allowable time frame, which is 120 days, up from 90 days, then it is deemed that the minister has decided to remove the name from the list. Currently, it's the reverse. Honorable Senators, Budget 2018 allocated $80 million over the next five years to revamp the no-fly list. But before the money can go out of the door, the changes contained in Bill C-59 need to come into force. I welcome this change, but I would want to be assured that it is enough to establish a, a true redress system. And I would like to hear more on this matter at committee. My meeting with the parents ended with them urging the Senate to move the bill forward. I want to commend these parents who have come together on their own. They are not an organization, they're not an institution, just a group of parents who are self-confessedly no experts in, the, in legislation. But they do have a very big voice, and they have made their voices heard here and, in Can uh, and outside Canada. They want to get their names and those of their children off the list, or at least have better and alternate or alternative ways to address uh, the misidentification. And they want this sooner rather than later because children age with time. And sooner or later, children become teenagers. And teenagers travel alone. And so this creates a whole lot of greater anxiety for them. And I believe therefore that we should be moving this legislation forward. Let's examine it closely at committee, see if there are any improvements we can make and work together to help these families. That would indeed be a wonderful Christmas gift for them from this chamber. Thank you, Chair. Senator Housakis. Take a question. Yes. Thank you, Senator. Uh, speech on this particular issue. Uh, in my speech, as I pointed out, there was a number of flaws that I focused on in my speech that I think uh, are beyond uh, redress. And there are some elements, of course, that are good in the bill and are supportable. And you really went into depth into a particular one that I think is repairable. Uh, it will require some commitment on the part of 
uh, both this chamber and the government to, to accept, of course, amendments. So I, I was curious uh, with the senator if, if uh, you feel that the amendments that need to be brought forward will be brought forward at a committee stage, will be brought forward or on the Senate of the floor. And would you possibly be able to tell us, are there any examples right now currently in the world that countries are using that is different than a no-fly list that Canada could incorporate or use those as references in order to make this, uh, this adjustment in the bill? Senator I'll try and answer as best as I can. There were two parts to your question. One, do I think if amendments will be brought at committee or to the floor? I'm not able to say yes or no. I hope that, we, that, that there will be an expert witness panel at committee to talk about uh, the redress issues. I, I, I have a suspicion uh, that there is that there may be other items to address in, in the redress, and I look forward to hearing them at committee, so I can't second-guess that. On the question of whether other countries have no-fly lists, is, I think that was your question, I believe they do, and previously, I think this was previous to 2015, the names on the list were shared. Were, were sort of shared between jurisdictions, which is where we, we got into some problems. That is no longer the case since 2015, but I believe the no-fly list exists in the U.S., in the U.K., and other similar jurisdictions.